0: Great to see you guys today. So we are in this, if you're here for the first time, we're in a series called The Prophetic. God's led us to this place by laying a series. We went through a series in foundations. It was a five-part series, which is really, if you haven't listened to them all, tell me. You need to get them because it's a real foundational teaching in being able to walk out this in strength. We're in the second message in The Prophetic series. And last week we looked at the Old Testament, the prophetic in the Old Testament, and the journey of the prophetic to us today. We looked at the origins of where the prophetic had come from, and today we're going to be focusing on the theological kind of grounding for the prophetic in the here and now. So going into less practicality, we're going to do that further down the line but more about what's going on. What's the prophetic like today? Is it real? Is it not real? What, what's that about? It seems a little crazy. And you know, it's so important that we understand the basis of the prophetic, not like, hey, that's kind of cool, and then run around like, with, like a headless chicken in the prophetic. So if you do that, people are gonna get damaged. And then at some point, you're, gonna get, you're not gonna get it. It's important that we understand why prophecy and the prophetic is for us today. We need, to be a good, we need to be able to give a good reason if we're challenged and have that confidence in us that when maybe the, uh, us in our heads or the enemy speaks to us and says, hey, no, that's just rubbish, forget about that stuff, that's kind of weird, or you could never do that, that's for the super spiritual guys, that we say no. It cannot be this mystical, weird, kind of like exciting, I have no idea quite what's going on thing that we don't really understand. It is very real. And when it happens, like some of you today, maybe for you it was extraordinary hearing Angel saying, she had a dream of a lady in Italy before she went there. She arrived there, they're out in the streets, and God had told her, this verse needs to be given to this lady. She she sees him, or her, sorry, she sees her, and then gives her the verse. It's the lady from the dream. And that verse is God's word to her, given through angel just completely destroying the lives of the enemy in that in that moment in that place it wasn't oh thanks that's nice the lady broke down it spoke to her god was speaking through angel to this lady now angel is special but it is for all of us it's very real we need to know that from a from a world perspective yeah it seems strange sometimes but from a kingdom perspective which was one of our foundation messages right from a kingdom perspective it's normal it is completely normal we are a people in connection with the heart of God and we pour that heart we pour that heart of God out into the world it's completely normal for us to live like that so for some they believe maybe that prophecy's died away. It's passed away. It's, it's gone. It was for, you know, for back all those years ago. Some believe that it isn't something that anyone could have, that it isn't a learned gift, a developed gift, that you've got to be born as a prophet, you know, coming out of the womb going like, like that. Or you've got to be made by God to prophesy somehow. But prophecy is for today it's central to our role as the church in the earth to be a prophetic community if we're not a prophetic community prophetic being this connection to the heart of God speaking the words of God out into the world then what are we saying what are we saying would it be that prophetic people in the here and now as a church but then as individuals in our own spaces It's diverse and it's exciting. And it's my prayer today that this topic, this topic of the prophetic, which maybe as we're kind of starting off, maybe seems a bit like this. Maybe seems like a swirling mist or like if you ever get like pond water and stir it around and it's just silt and stuff everywhere. It seems a bit hazy. My prayer is that we're going to come to a place where we have this healthy understanding of the prophetic, And I don't think it will all come from today. It's going to grow over the weeks. And that we're going to have this foundation for what we'll build prophecy on. That it's going to become like this crystal clear water, this clear sky that we can begin to build on. And particularly that you would know for each and every one of you that prophecy is for today and it's for you. It's for today and it's for you. So let's get into it prophecy for today jesus is the center of prophecy jesus is the center point of prophecy prophecy is this revealed communication from the heart of god to his people in the old testament prophecy finds its completion in jesus doesn't it prophecy you look forward and you they find prophecy finds its completion in Christ no one now is prophesying another Christ prophecy finds its completion in Christ and today all prophecy finds its source in Jesus he's the source that we hear we hear by the Holy Spirit but he is the person from which all prophecy flows forever he's the eternal one where else is it coming from the heart of God the eternal one who is yesterday today and forever With God himself speaking to us we've got to get that we've got to get that that it is all about him it's all about him it's all about him it's not a superpower that we're pursuing it's not a some weird out there thing that we're looking to try and be able to do we're not pursuing that we're pursuing a person we're pursuing Jesus we're pursuing God himself See, prophecy takes hold of the nature of god as we come into the presence of god literally dwelling in the presence of god hearing his words Where we where we're seeing it we're seeing that nature of god and we're speaking that out into the world think how jesus operated he dwelt with the father didn't he he says i only do what i see my father doing he lived in this place a proximity with God Jesus took hold of the nature of the Father and and revealed it to the world revealed it to us that in Christ we see the Father and as we step out we we, we reveal the Father to others by pointing to Jesus God has made a way for all of this to happen it's not just random like that's what you need to do go and work out how to do it God made a way and here's the truth, guys. Those who are unsure about prophecy, and I respect that, if you came today and you're like, I don't really get it, it's a journey, have an open mind to it. But I'm gonna challenge you on a few things over this sermon. God does not intend to be less prophetically active now than he was during the Old Testament. He doesn't intend to be less prophetically active, but more active. Jesus is at work today. He is very active. The only one who could ever want the church to believe that prophecy, the words of God spoken into the world, has passed away and is not for today, is the devil himself. He's threatened by prophecy because the word of God spoken out is powerful. Prophecy is powerful because you know, prophecy tears down the lies of the enemy. I know some of you guys may have experienced living under lies and experienced living free from those lies. We spoke a couple, of week, yeah, a couple of weeks ago about Esther and bringing your enemy into the presence of the king and speaking truth instead of telling God about your problem, telling your problem about your God. The, the power of the word of God, this speaking into, into, into the world, it tears down the lies of the enemy. Maybe even in the last few weeks, God has set you free from some stuff. If you've experienced that, when you came out from it, I don't know about you, but it makes me so angry. How angry does it make you when you see the lies of the enemy? And so often, the more you walk in this place, the more you can just see people living in agreement with the lies of the devil. Just, and it's, it, It it makes me so angry, almost speechless. It It makes me furious. But prophecy is like a sword that completely destroys that lie it breaks down all arguments that the enemy has made to you to live in agreement with him to live in agreement with the lie and it speaks God's truth and revelation it isn't in those situations a gentle thing it's something that like that double edged sword the word of god boom, right into the situation it breaks it breaks the enemy it breaks the chain prophecy is aggressive by nature because it lays waste to hell and it establishes the truth of the kingdom in a person's life it's incredible and that is what we have been called to as part of our calling that's what we've been called to to walk out to be to be these oracles of truth speaking the truth of god into the world so how does prophecy function today how does it function how does it work last week we looked at that prophecy from joel that god's going to pour his spirit out on all flesh that happened didn't it It Happened at pentecost we function in prophecy through the holy spirit we function through the holy spirit jesus unleashes when he when he rises again he said i've got to go so the spirit can come he unleashes the spirit of revelation the spirit of prophecy who is the holy spirit into the world so that all could be filled all could be filled Revelation 19:10 says this This is uh John and he's having the vision the vision of Revelation and there's an angel and he's falling at the feet of the angel it says at this I fell at his feet that's the angel to worship him but he said to me don't do that I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus worship God for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus the testimony is Jesus is revealed through the spirit of prophecy the Holy Spirit that's been put with inside you so that when you speak the words out his testimony is revealed to people people set free chains broken lives transformed it's through Christ that we are filled with the spirit and because of Christ that we have prophetic access to the father to pronounce the kingdom into the world Everything that Jesus did was to bring us into a place of being filled with the spirit of revelation, the spirit of prophecy. From the Godhead. We have connection with the Godhead. It's incredible. You know, prophecy isn't hocus pocus. It's not some weird thing. It isn't even confusing, right? Actually, if you're confused with it, that's fine. You know, hopefully this stops that. It's pursuing him for him is pursuing him for him having your ear to the heart of god having your ear to the heart of god and just saying what you hear having your ear to the heart of god see when your ear is there you're going to hear the secrets that he'll whisper and you just say them out that's where we want to be of our foundation series number one pursue his presence that was our foundation pursue his presence if we're not pursuing presence we're never gonna we're not gonna see prophecy come through because we're going to be seeking for some power instead of seeking for some person and it's it's in seeking him that we'll hear the words and we'll be able to prophesy you're going to be listening to the heartbeat of heaven for people for places for destiny for everything that's on his heart would be on your heart because you have your ear to his a beautiful example of this in the scriptures the Last Supper Jesus revealed a secret to John I don't know if you know that Jesus revealed a secret to John he trusted him with something that none of the other disciples knew who was gonna betray him Judas he trusted him with who was gonna betray him because John asks him, most audacious question, who's it going to be after Jesus says that? And, he, and it's inferred by the whole scripture that actually he just whispers it to the guy. He, just, he whispers it to him. And he says, the guy dip the bread and hand it, hand it to him. The thing I want you to see, though, that's in verse 26. The thing I want you to see is in verse 25. It says this. This is about John. He then, lying on Jesus's breast, on his chest, said to him, Lord, who is it? When we have our heads on the chest of Jesus, that's where we've got to be as a people, as a church, not running around doing all kinds of random stuff. The first place to be is with our head, with our ear on the heart of the Lord, because then in that place, we'll hear the secrets of his heart. It's incredible. John had his head on the heart of Jesus, literally and he asked for revelation he asked for it what revelation are you guys asking for what revelation are you asking for are there people you know in your workplace who need to know Jesus what's the revelation that's going to when you speak it to them they're going to be like wow God has revealed that to you God has said that to you that's not just encouragement just bashing on at me about coming to your church that is God himself speaking to me there's no way you could have known that prophecy is about us getting our ear to Jesus's heart Jesus' joy remember before he goes to the cross for the joy set before him he went to the cross what is the only thing that jesus before coming to earth did not have so the only thing he didn't have apart from playstation because they hadn't invented that yet but what's the, the uh, he's timeless so he already knew about it so it's fine but what is the only thing jesus didn't have See, before being born as a baby into the world, he had everything. He had his throne. He was in, in heaven. He had his glory. He had all the divine attributes. He was God. He had everything except you. And he gave up every treasure of heaven because of the one treasure he didn't have. You. That means he treasured you more than his more than his position, he treasured you more than his throne, more than his glory. Even because he lays, he lays that manifestation of his glory aside to come down. The attributes of of his divinity aside, he's fully God when he's on the earth, but he's not glowing. You know, the son was willing to have the father turn his face away from him. He treasured you more than that relationship. That's incredible. He was willing, the Father and the Son were willing to have the cosmic relationship unbroken since before time, for all, forever and ever, the Alpha and the Omega, forever, the cosmic relationship broken in that moment on the cross so that you could be made his bride. He was willing to have the Father turn his face away from him so the Father would never turn his face away from you ever no matter what you do no matter how much you mess up the father will never turn his face away he died to make you his treasure he died for the joy set before him that you would be made his bride his bride and through you his kingdom would be established upon the earth all things made new we are his bride. why do i share that because you need to see the depth and the seriousness of this relationship. You see, relationship with God isn't a metaphor for how we kind of think about God and what we do in church and stuff. It's not a metaphor. It is a deep reality. It is a raw and beautiful reality that every single one of you can have this more full than any relationship the earth has to offer relationship with the god of glory the god of creation that you have a relationship with him more incredible than moses had even stood face to face with jesus there in the tent of meeting like we spoke about last week see having this real life relationship with us was always the plan it's always the plan reproducing the life-changing nature of god within his people was always god's plan It's always the plan. Think how much he loved us. Think how much he treasured us. So if you're still on the fence with understanding or agreeing to, is God really willing? Does he really desire to speak to us? Think about it. Why would he have gone to such extraordinary lengths to bring you into a relationship with him, to suddenly stop speaking to you? makes no sense why would god who was always speaking to his people in the past through the prophets always speaking to them now after century of prophecy about the spirit of god falling on his people the spirit of revelation that that revelation would be available to all people that all people would have this direct line to god and be filled with the spirit that all could prophesy why would he then go silent why would christ pay the ultimate price and die for us to draw us to himself only to ignore us christ is the center the victory is through him and he's given us the spirit the spirit of prophecy he gave it to us the spirit the spirit of revelation the holy spirit it is the very nature of the spirit to prophesy and he does he does walk in the way of love remember we looked at that verse over the last few weeks walk in the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit especially prophecy why prophecy because it's the core to our relationship with him speaking with him having it flow out into the world now then let's take a look at the holy spirit this the spirit of prophecy so the holy spirit and prophecy The Holy Spirit reveals to our spirit and our mind the heart of God. Throughout the Old Testament, like we saw last week, only a few people had the Spirit of God on them. And then it grows as it goes through the Old Testament. We had the thing with Samuel and schools of prophets and Samuel. But it wasn't something that just anyone seemed to walk in. It was something God appointed and put onto people two key changes happen at the cross and this affects how the, prophet, how the prophetic works today so you can't read the Old Testament and be like it works exactly the same then as it does now it, there was a shift there's a shift in judgment on prophecy if you remember in the Old Testament if you're a false prophet you get killed you know you're executed there's a law against it they you know they prophesied something that was completely wrong under the law they'd be put to death anyone fancy giving a word today (laughs) imagine if we had that today in church oh sorry that was a wrong word we're not really too sure what that turnip picture you had was so we're going to kill you (laughs) because of the cross number two because of the cross we are made righteous aren't we this is a big difference we are made righteous the holy spirit all's well doesn't need to just rest on people like we see through the old testament but he dwells in people, in everyone, in everyone who would receive him. The spirit of revelation, the Holy Spirit, now comes and makes his home inside us. We're the temple of God. In the Old Testament, God had a temple for his people. In the New Testament, he has a people for his temple. Before, we couldn't go into the Holy of Holies, could we? We'd go there and get melted. So they even like. Melted, I've taken a little sheet out of the lost ark, so probably not melted, you just die. Because they could pull him out, we know he wouldn't melt melted. That was heresy, apologies, moving on. <laughs> but you die. We couldn't go into the Holy of Holies. It says even Moses couldn't go into the ark. Based on law, couldn't approach the presence of God. Now we have been made into that Holy of Holies, that ark that God dwells in. Inside, That's nuts if you think about it. If you got one of those guys out of that time and put them here, then freak them out. Freak them out. The Holy Spirit now abides with us in the same way, isn't he? He abides with us. He abides with us in the same way that he abided with Jesus. Exactly the same. It's the Spirit that testifies with our spirit that we're sons and daughters of God that were co-heirs with Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that speaks to us the truths of God and we reveal them into the world. The Holy Spirit speaks and reveals things to us, to our spirits in our inmost being. Sometimes people say, yeah, it's strange, I don't know if it's me or God because it's coming from inside me. He is inside you. You said he is, right? It's come and dwelt inside you. It's that still, quiet voice. Now, God doesn't need... Although it'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? But he doesn't need to descend, like we looked at last week, on a mountain in deep darkness and speak, megaphone, speak out to millions of people all at once. Freak everybody out. freak them out, didn't it? Because he descended already. He's descended as a baby and through Christ made a way for us, not just to hear him, but to become his home, to become his temple, his dwelling on the earth and now the constant communion that thing that moses hungered for wouldn't that be awesome he said i wish that all of god's people were prophets that constant communion with god is possible the spirit of revelation speaking into our inmost being remember we looked at the tents at the tent of david not not set up according to the law we are like he's walking around tents of david not in something established by law but a place of god's dwelling established under grace where you may not deserve it you may not feel good enough you may you may feel i have had a rubbish week god's spirit's not going to dwell in me he's moved out he's got an airbnb for the weekend it's not true he's not leaving he's a squatter you know he's there with permission he's a squatter with permission he's there he's not leaving he's made it his home it should blow our minds should blow our minds that the presence of god dwells within each of us that you walk into a situation and you're just like, it's not OK for me to leave this place the same because I have the Spirit of God in me. I see that thing which I'm terrified about talking to the person about or terrified about praying about in, in my body, in my flesh. But actually, I am I'm a vessel of God and the temple of God is not OK for someone to come into the presence of God and leave and leave without the healing or leave without the word whatever it is I've got to go for it I've got to try that's got to be our motivation the week I wasn't going to share this but Scott and I were at the pastor's prayer breakfast and there was a guy there who just had, had, uh, he had cartilage all gone from his legs so one leg was shorter than the other and I just had this I, I don't know we don't actually know the outcome of what's happened um, we don't know the outcome of what's happened so one leg's shorter than the other and I just felt it's not okay to be like okay well that's okay you have a good time at this place with all the pastors in this place it's not okay for this guy to not even get prayed for for his leg to grow and so we prayed for his leg to grow and actually they were different lengths and they were the same length at the end of it he he couldn't feel it so we'll see hopefully we'll have a good testimony and the cartilage is back but praise God let's do those kind of things because it's not on us it's on him. He's the one who gets the glory. Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes it's when it all kicks off, isn't it? Go and wait, Jesus tells them, because you can't do anything. Go and pray because you've got to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. So if you're trying to do this stuff in your own strength or worrying it's actually on you, you ain't going to be able to do it. So they go to the, they go to the upper room and they pray. Many of you guys will know that story. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire go above them. I'm just going to share this, that they speak in other tongues. They speak in different tongues, different languages. That's one of the gifts of the Spirit. Sometimes it's an angelic language. Tongues is very similar to prophecy in it's speaking the words of god in a language that you have literally no knowledge of whereas in prophecy is speaking the words of god in a language that you do have knowledge of so when you speak your mind knows what your spirit is saying when you prophesy but when you speak in tongues your mind has no idea what your spirit is saying and that's why if we're speaking we need we need to have an interpreter there or sometimes you've just got to say go for it i've heard of prayer meetings where there was one in back in edinburgh and a guy just started speaking and there was somebody I think he was somewhere in Africa and it was his local tribal dialect that like four people speak or something. There's like virtually no one spoke this dialect. It's like a few hundred people spoke it and this guy from Glasgow just started speaking in the dialect and it communicated to this guy and, it's, and the guy then began to share what it meant to everyone. It was this beautiful revelation from God. Amazing. Prophecy though needs to happen more than tongues paul says prophecy is better that you guys prophesy in church than speaking tongues and no one's trying no one's interpreting you're just rattling on and and uh, no one has a clue what's going on that does nobody any good apart from make us seem really weird which some people have been great at helping and make us seem pretty weird you know but people should come in and be bowled over because of things that I've just said. Not because, this is why I'm sharing this today, because the gifts of the spirit are to draw people to Christ. They're for people to come in and be like, God is in this place. This Jesus is so real. They're signs that point to Jesus, not signs that point to the ministry or something like that. They're signs that point to him. They're not a thing to make the church seem super spiritual. Like go to that place, it's so weird. It's kind of interesting, you know? (laughs) We don't want to be that church, guys. We don't want to be that church. People should come into this place and be bowled over by the reality and the presence of God. That it's extraordinary and mind bending, but also so peaceful and normal. Like I can imagine Jesus, so peaceful and normal, but he comes to dinner by walking through the wall with those guys, right? It's normal, but it's extraordinary. God speaking to us healing, miracles the words of knowledge and wisdom that you literally just could not know. Reveal, pray God. That is our normal. That is our normal. We need to have that heart and the expectancy that that's our normal. And if we, if we pray for, if, if we're seeking God on a word, if we're praying for healing, we should be surprised if it doesn't happen like the disciples hey jesus why didn't that happen we try to pray for this guy the demon wouldn't come out they're surprised we should be just as surprised and be like oh what happened there that was weird you know whereas in actually i think sometimes we get more surprised when god actually when something happens right we don't want to be those people we don't want to be surprised if god does what he says he says he's going to do we want to be surprised if something doesn't quite go to plan angel at the end of the service last week gave this great word just sharing at, at that, last, that last part. That's God speaking to the heart of people here, or maybe on the podcast, but speaking the heart of God into the place. You know, I want people to walk in here and they leave with a word from heaven that sets them free. A cup of coffee and tea and some biscuits as well is great. But if, they, if that's all they leave with is like 400 extra calories, then we're not doing... <laughs> what we are called to do i shared that story last week about sean bowles prophesying about the earthquake that actually happened a few days later thousands of people saved and that whole town and city blessed one of the other things that sean bowles does is he consults with certain governments who've at their request requested him to come in and prophetically consult over their government i think that's amazing i love that you know I love that. That governments are in such a healthy place spiritually and with their faith that they would get a prophet to come in and speak to their nation. And one particular nation is actually, I won't say a nation, but it's an Asian nation, and they're doing very well. You know? I think there's no coincidence between the two. Back to Pentecost. I digress by 2,000 years. Notice at that very moment. That very moment at Pentecost, everyone's filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. The church being filled with the Spirit, everyone's filled. It's not just like Phil is filled with the Holy Spirit. I was actually just pointing over there and I was going to say Phil, but and then Phil was sitting there. That was convenient. Phil was filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit. But also notice not everyone is seen as a prophet. Not everyone is seen as a prophet. This is a huge difference between the Old Testament and New Testament, the prophetic in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and I think this will maybe help you guys a little bit. See, in the Old Testament, those who prophesied were prophets. In the New Testament, that is not the case. There is a difference between people using the gift of prophecy and people with the office of a prophet. explains why Paul urges for everyone to earnestly desire the spiritual the gifts of the spirit especially prophecy right especially prophecy every one of you pursue the gifts of the spirit it's important pursue the gifts of the spirit especially prophecy but we're not all prophets first corinthians 14 one, eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit especially prophecy prophecy is that everlasting gift to humanity that, we can, that we've now received the Holy Spirit and have connection with the heart of God. It's not just for a few anymore. It's for everyone. That's the whole point of it, that we can all prophesy now. It makes no sense to say that it's died out, especially seeing as Paul is saying, you've got to pursue this thing. Right? This is the exciting current context of the prophetic that it's wild and it, and adventurous and so many different things that God can do in and through you, but the prophetic is for each and every one of you, each and every one of you. And in the coming weeks, we're gonna look at different ways and it may manifest in different ways. It may be just that kind of word of knowledge, which is knowing something that, that you possibly couldn't know. Or it may be, Angel shared about the dream, right? So I don't dream. Some people have dreams, some have visions. The prophetic's a very large covering of ways that God communicates with us that and our connection to his heart that we communicate out into the world it's the original plan of God restored the constant communication between God and man the power and life of God's word flowing out of us impacting the world establishing the kingdom it's the access point for the very words of heaven to flow down and through you because you guys are going to places that none of us are going to you've got to be that person there you've got to be god is building this in and through his church it's the plan that the church would minister and be a prophetic people out in the world so how is the prophetic maintained how is it maintained how is it developed so that the people of god grow up into this prophetic people because it doesn't come particularly naturally because probably for a lot of us here today and me as well on this whole journey it's like oh, I don't fully get it right? we don't, it's maybe some little subsection of a subsection and it comes up every few years maybe never how is it maintained? how is it developed within the church so the people of God become a prophetic people? how are these gifts stirred in people so that people grow and develop to walk that out to walk the prophetic out in their lives maybe for some people walk out more they're spending all their time doing it and they have a ministry in the prophetic Jesus does it through the office of the New Testament prophet I'm going to share this verse with, with you guys Ephesians 4 11 to 13 so Christ himself Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Why? To equip his people for works of service. That's for works of ministry, doing the stuff, okay? So that the body of Christ may be built up. Because from doing this, as we step out and start doing this stuff, we are built up and we grow into maturity. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. And in the knowledge of the son of god and become mature mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of christ these are the only people apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher who can legitimately say and by the way at the moment i'm not putting myself in this category it's different contexts will do that all in according to the pattern they're the only people who can say yes i'm a gift from god I am god's gift to the world it's not me these people and you'll see why in a minute these people they're gifts to the church they don't decide to be it not like hey i fancy being an apostle you know could i uh, any apostle positions going you know. they are it it's a life they almost just cannot not live they they walk into it they they become it now Everyone has different elements of these kind of giftings, right? And I wasn't going to share this, but if there's any confusion, we have different elements and you say they're very prophetic or they're very apostolic or they're like this. Why? Well, it makes sense because their whole job is to equip people in those different things. So hopefully people have some kind of inclination towards different areas and strengths in different areas. They're not appointed. It's not like, hey, we need a such and such. Could you just do that for us? It's not a job like that. They're recognized, that they, they are recognized by, you see, Paul and Barnabas have hands laid on them, and then they're sent out. They're recognized for how they're living. They're recognized to be an apostle. They're not made an apostle and then say, okay, now you need to live that life. They live the life, and then they're recognized. It's the same with everything in church, really. Elders and all kinds of things like that. Who are the elders? You don't appoint the elders until you see who the elders are. It's not like, you need to be an elder now. Go be an elder, you know? You see the elder become, and then you recognize the person. God is doing a work in and through all of us, and we're going to do more of that in accordance to the pattern. There's one of the one of the lessons is called leadership in the advancing church, and this is very this is how destiny effectively has functioned. is we all operate un, uh, under, although it's not hierarchical that way, an apostolic team, and. When we're, we are a network of interdependent churches. We're not independent and completely solo, but we're also not dependent and just told what to do all the time. We're interdependent. We're a family. So their job, these Ephesians 4, the, the prophet particularly just here, is to equip the church for the works of ministry. They bring stewardship and guidance and growth to the various giftings inside the church. So that everyone's ready and equipped to prophesy. Maybe some people actually, are co- they're not called to equip people, but they're actually called just to minister and give all their time to it. And they have a ministry of prophecy. Some prophets who are called to equip also have a big ministry for prophecy as well. That's quite normal nowadays. I'd say, I'd say Sean Bowles is probably very much like that. Do you guys see that? That the job of the prophet is to equip you to prophesy, not just to go around and be the, prof- the person prophesying at left, right and centre. You get exhausted. We are all prophetic. We can all prophesy, every one of us. God desires to be intimate, as we've seen, with every single one of us, speak to us and through us. Some people, and it may be you, you may be like, I, w- I feel this is my ministry, this is where I need to walk out in. What's the point of prophecy? Why does God need the church to prophesy. It's the point, in it? God makes his thoughts known to us so that in partnership with him, there are other things as well, but particularly prophecy, in partnership with him, we can bring forth the reward of Jesus upon the earth. People are saved. Lives are transformed. The people that Jesus died for don't die. They're raised to new life in him. They're born again in him the kingdom is established his kingdom is established that's the big idea guys that's a big idea jesus's reward that now all god's people live like this and see the kingdom come so prophecy is essential because it's the way that god reveals his nature into the world in every imaginable situation from from nations and consulting with nations to the small minute details of your personal lives God is concerned prophecy speaks at all levels you know the early church didn't explode in growth because of some really academic well thought out church planting strategy it just listened to God and they did what he said they listened to God and they obeyed what he said and the church just grew and grew and grew I find it incredible that we have access to the thoughts of God. I don't know if you ever thought about it like that, but that we have access to the thoughts of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 10, 12, it says this, These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God what we have received is not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us God's got an agenda in the world and the amazing thing is he wants each and every single one of us to partner with him what a great partner you get to partner with God we're part of the plan you're not a spectator the prophetic isn't a spectator sport. It's amazing. And there's this interesting truth that we co-labor with God to make the reward of Jesus manifest here in the world. We said before that we're the joy set before him. We're the joy set before Jesus. We now have this amazing deep relationship with Jesus. We receive that fullness of salvation, that sozo life that we are been made righteous that the effects of sin have been completely reversed that we're filled with the holy spirit that we become alive in him that our minds are completely renewed that they're transformed and changed so we get this new heart that lines up with his heart a heart to see people prosper a heart to establish his kingdom to see his reward come in the earth that is his will for the here and now That's a power that prophecy does it's that active every day real raw beautiful life led in relationship with god and a cool part of walking that out is prophecy we said prophecy destroys the work of satan what is it that's set before you or in the lives of people around you that none of us know that you need to actually step in and speak the words of god into in gentleness and love sometimes when that happens when the light of the word of god shines into the darkness when that happens people are set free the darkness is pushed back the kingdom is established god's kingdom comes on earth like it is in heaven you partner with god and it's beautiful we are those co-workers with god first corinthians 3 9 to 11 for we are co-workers in god's service You are god's field god's building i'm going to skip the rest of that god wants to work with you he wants to work with you to establish heaven on earth it's a big idea it's a big plan prophecy is active and real for today he wants to speak to you he wants to speak to you more than you want to listen more than you want to hear or chew your ear off if you let him go next week let him engage with him ask him do you have a word for this person see what comes into your heart he loves this world he has secrets that are gonna set people free who only you come in contact with he has plans and strategies for you maybe for you to reveal to someone else what's your field what field are you in ask him for insight he knows it way better than you do i promise that's prophetic i want us to pray the lord's prayer together and um, i just as you say it say it out loud and as we say it if you also if you want to say it in chinese feel free just to say it in chinese but think of it in a very current prophetic context we're not reading it from as something that was said years and years ago but it's for us today god's word spoken to us today to see the kingdom come so let's read it together our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. We are living in the most exciting time in history. There is no other more exciting time in history. What opportunity we have to work and partner with God in many things but specifically today, the prophetic, to see his kingdom established upon the earth. We are a prophetic people. And we're gonna, what we're going to do is actually start looking a little bit more into the details of the prophetic in the weeks after Easter. And I'm excited. So I'm, I'm excited to see when you guys come back in here and you're like, hey, I had this word for someone or I had this dream and this happened or I prayed for this person to be healed. And they were healed. I'm excited. Maybe you're here today and or maybe you're listening on the podcast and you don't know Jesus, you've thought, I never knew Jesus. I I thought I had to do a load of stuff to be good enough for him. I hadn't realized it was about him treasuring me and dying for me and paying for my price. So I just receive him. If you haven't given him your life today, and you'll make you want to make that choice today to turn your to repent to change your thinking to turn in the opposite direction to receive him just pray this after me wherever you are if you're at home you're here Jesus thank you for making me your treasure thank you for paying the price for my sin which I could never pay I ask for forgiveness today for all my sin. I receive your gift of righteousness today. And I thank you. Thank you for saving me. Jesus, I give you my life today. And make a decision to follow you. And obey you from this day forward. Amen. Guys, just have a time with God. Let Him just, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come and just settle on people. Settle on people. Just come and settle on people in this place. If you are here today and you just prayed that prayer, please come and speak to me. If you if you're ready, pop your hand in the air. If you're here today and you are earnestly desiring the gift of prophecy, you're like, yes, I want that. I want, I want to be prophesying. I want to live this life in connection, this deeper connection with the heart of God. Who wouldn't want that, right? You want more of that in your life, in your ministry, in your work? Guys, just, if that's you, put your hands flat in your lap. Just open, palms up. Flat in your lap. And someone's just gonna come and pray for you to be filled afresh. You know, someone's next to you as well, and they're doing that, and you feel you feel confident to pray, please pray for them. Okay? Please feel free to pray for them. And just as we have this moment, guys. Just in His presence, if you have a word, please feel free to speak that out. A word, a vision, a picture. Please feel free to share.